Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, it's day 21. Thank you for joining me. Uh, the last few days have gone really long, so I think we shouldn't delay. Let's try to make this as short as possible. Let's go ahead and dig in. This is Romans chapter 9, starting at verse 1. I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all. Blessed forever. Amen. But it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel, and not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said, About this time next year I will return, and Sarah will have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. She was, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, that and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. All right, so there's something nice and something hard in here. Let's start with the something nice. Um, you know, Paul wishes he could sacrifice his salvation for the sake of others, um, namely the Israelites, his Jewish friends who have not grabbed hold of the, the prophesied mercy of the Messiah. And, uh, I mean, for him it's so tangible that he's willing to, to, if there was some path for him to do this, he would, like, give up his salvation for someone else. And that is nice. And, frankly, I think probably all of us would do well to think of our non-believing friends and, and want to do the same thing. Of course, that's not real. It's not something we can we can actually do. But um, I think that desire would do us well, and it would probably push us to evangelize and, um, you know, help others know about Jesus, uh, you know, more freely. But let's leave that alone and let's focus on what's hard. Um, what's hard is I think this, like the second half of this section sounds super Calvinistic. Now you probably don't know. Well, maybe you do. Why am I cutting you down? There's a, a great theological debate versus it's a uh, Calvinism versus Arminianism. And, um, you know, the, the basic issue at hand is, is the issue of election. It's not the only issue, but it's like probably the main issue. And to like dumb it down to like a, a basic statement is a, a Calvinist um, would believe that uh, that you 
can't choose God. God chooses you, where an Arminianist would say, no, we are the ones that get to choose God. We have that freedom to choose him or not choose him. Um, so that's the issue of election. If you're elect, you've been chosen by God. Um, now, I lean way more on the Arminian side. Um, it's it's just, you know, it's just how my brain works. It's like what, what, I, what I believe in my heart. But I'll be honest, there are scriptures that would lean towards both sides, and it's hard to understand which is right. Now, uh, some people have great debates on this, and I'm just, I'm not part of that. Like, I just, I because I don't know, um, and no one knows until we get to heaven and we get to ask God, well, which was right? And he'll say, I don't know, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> But um, statements like verse 16, let's read this. So it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Statements like that makes it feel like Paul is a Calvinist. Now, he's not a Calvinist because Calvinism wasn't started until the 1500s when um, John Calvin was around. So there we go. Like that, that just wasn't part of the language. But I, I do believe that since this section started with, you know, this, this focusing on desire for Israel, um, and there are so many Old Testament callbacks in this, in this section, I believe that this is more a narrative of moving beyond the Jewish people and offering salvation to everyone. You know, it's, it's not just for you guys, the chosen anymore. God will have mercy on whom he wants to have mercy. Um, and so writing to a largely Gentile crowd, I think that this would play well to say, yeah, like um, God is in favor of you and he wants to be with you. And it's not just about the, the Jewish people like it maybe was at one point. So darn it, I went over six minutes. This is so hard. I'm telling you, I'm really trying. Um, so hopefully that helps. Maybe you've heard some of these terms before, um, but tomorrow we'll continue on with a little bit more of this uh, great theological debate. Um, well, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow as we continue on with Romans chapter 9. I'll see you then.